In our world today, there are many beliefs and many thoughts in regards to what a man is and is supposed to do and how he should look, act, and feel, and what a woman is supposed to do and what she should look like or act like or feel like. This is true in a lot of circles, and I will argue that it is mostly cultural. While there are roles that men and women both by design and creation are only suited for, when we start thinking about how one acts or speaks or whether or not they grow a beard, etc., those are cultural things. Uh, holding a beard or keeping a beard or shaving one's face is not necessarily a mark of their masculinity. As a matter of fact, that has come and passed throughout all of history when times and the culture have changed. Also, we have this mindset sometimes in our culture that a real man is a strong and powerful, controlling, rude, gruff, and intimidating person. But let me talk to that issue for a moment, especially as it relates to the pastorate, because there's an article that I read this week, and it's not new. It's something that's been being said for at least 15 to 20 years in my life, that a man who is a true man of God should act and respond in a certain way. Most of all, it's been this idea that, that there's so many effeminate pastors in the world that it explains why many men are not interested in the faith. I won't even get into that stupidity because people are either interested or not interested in the faith based on the Spirit of God bringing them to life through regeneration, through the hearing of the gospel. Whether a cat meows out the truth of the Word of God, whether a girl or a boy or a man or a woman or a crow or Balaam's ass, as I'll refer to in a minute, can speak the Word of God. God, through the hearing of that Word, as He wills and wishes, will regenerate the sinner, and voila, we have a believer. But the problem I have right now, what I want to speak to in the next few minutes, is this idea that a truly man of God, a true pastor, must have this masculine mandate, must be this rough, tough person. This type of attitude echoes to a large degree the fodder of the Mark Driscoll days and others like him that have taken a cultural stance on what masculinity is as something rugged. The fallen nature must be strong, powerful, controlling, rude, gruff, intimidating. But the Spirit of God does a different work inside of us, thankfully. The teaching of Paul is constantly that the Lord's servant must be humble. He must be quiet, not given to argument. He must not be a debater. He must not have aggressiveness. The acting on either side of the fence is deplorable. And quite honestly, people who feel like they must, quote, look a part or even worse, quote, say the part of either the soft or hard versions of a masculine pastoral culture, they need to repent and recognize the teaching of Scripture. See, Scripture shows what a man is and what a man should be and what a man of God will be. And he is one who will gently and humbly speak the truth of God in love so that God is glorified in the message and in the power behind the message and not the man. On a personal note, if you might say, well, you're just one of those effeminate pastors with no calluses on his hands, his beard is nicely trimmed, and he wears sneakers instead of boots, he blah, 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 whatever it might be. Well, on a personal note, I'm a very avid fighter. I'm 17 years student of hand-to-hand -hand combat. I teach personal protection. I teach kung fu. I'm an avid shooter. I teach defensive tactics. And in my arrogance, I know that I could take on five men 
as long as they took turns, and I could confidently beat them all to the ground. My voice is sort of like a lion, and I can, if I so choose, silence the thunder of heavens and possibly even roll back the tempest with my bark. I feel at times that I'm smarter than any man. I'm wiser than any philosopher, more aware than an eagle. And in the end, as I look at all these things, it's all a bunch of garbage. God has never used, nor will He ever use, my strength. He will never use my masculinity. He will never use the ruggedness or the powerfulness of my stature, of my being, of my voice, or my will. God needs me, and I use that word very lightly, God, excuse me, requires me to be a broken clay pot with very little strength. And my hope, really, my hope is that I would be half as effective as Balaam's ass and the call of God that he has given me in order that I may speak the truth with all authority, because Christ is king. If I weren't in that mindset, I would some way believe that my skills and my man manliness or my masculinity was the effectual agent in the message. But in all honesty, if it weren't for the thinkers, if it weren't for the men who did not work with their hands, if it were not for the men who put their mind to the study of God's Word, if it were not for the thinkers that God had created in the world, we would still be doing evangelical crusades by the sword, and in that we would be condemned in our brute. Truth be known, most of what the world calls manly is really childish, to which Paul says, put away these childish things. Boys, you need to become men, and we need to be responsible, not for our roughness and toughness and masculinity, but we need to be responsible for our gentleness and our humility and our poverty of spirit. In this I rest. Praise the Lord. This podcast is a ministry of Grace Truth Church. You can find us online at gracetruth.org, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions about theology, the Bible, the Christian life, or truth, or you need prayer, please contact us there on our website. Stay tuned also for other podcasts and longer theological podcasts with Theology Answers and the Theology Ninja. Stay tuned for more details as the weeks come.